0: Okay my loves, before we dive into this episode, I have an announcement for all of you. Over the past few months I've had this call and it has been reflected to some of to me from some of you that this is something that is desired to share how to do quantum healing work. So for those of you that don't know, I am certified in quantum healing and multidimensional uh, healing modalities through Caragos. I spoke with her about it and she thinks this is a wonderful idea. So I'm going to be teaching some of what she teaches and also, um, bringing in my own wisdom into this program that I am launching right now. You guys, Quantum Healing Academy is open for enrollment in this program. We're going to be talking about how to really understand energetics. I'm going to be teaching you guys how to access your psychic abilities and deepen your psychic abilities. I'm going to be teaching you guys how to do repairs in your your clients' energetic fields as well as your own that aren't really taught but are so important. I've been seeing a ton of circuitry issues with clients. I've been been seeing different like crystals out in the energetic field, I've been seeing metal um, entities, psychic attack, black magic, imprints, illusions, programs. There are so many things that are in the field that, if we know how to look for, are so simple to fix. But we aren't necessarily trained when we get Reiki certified or energetic certified or uh, Akashic Record certified how to look for these things. And I think it's so powerful and so impactful. I know for me, there have been so many shifts to my health, um, to my physical being, to how I feel energetically since I started doing this work. And I wanna teach you guys how to do it. So in this program, again, we're gonna be learning how to clear all of these things from the field. You're gonna be learning about um energetic ethics like how do you be responsible with energetics how to expand your psychic abilities we're gonna teach you how to bring back soul fragments and soul loss how to clear imprints and illusions so for those of you who are like life coaches or um, therapists and you're feeling intuitively that you're bumping up against these blocks with your clients or that there's energies or frequencies running that you're picking up on but you're not sure how to clear I'm going to teach you guys how to clear all of that. We're also going to be learning how to seal spaces. So to me, this is so important. I've been to events, you guys, where I will literally feel the um, spiritual warfare happening behind the scenes. And I didn't understand it until the past few years. And it's been so powerful to know that. I know how to lock down my containers. I know how to seal my containers. I know how to protect my containers Um, and just keep that energetic integrity in the space that I hold. It's something that's so important and also not talked about. So if you felt called to learn how to do quantum healing modalities, if you have had a healing with me and you're like, I just want to go deeper. And I want to understand how to do this for myself. This program is open for enrollment. Through May 15th, there is a special pre-sale offer going. So if you got the email, if you're on the wait list, make sure to check that out. It's also on the landing page. The prices will go up come mid-May. So if you're feeling called, make sure to claim your spot. There are limited spots available. I want to keep this container really intimate because we're going to be doing... um, it is going to be a certification program. So we are going to be doing practice sessions on one another and I want to keep it intimate. I want to keep it, um, with the right souls in the container and it's going to be powerful and potent. Okay. I'm just not talking about it again. You can go to shelbyrose.com forward slash Q H a, or the link is in the show notes and get more details there. I love you guys. record right now. (laughs) So (laughs) I just hit record. Um, Jamie and I have been having some really good nuggets come through just in our conversation before we hit record. So this is probably going to be more of a conversation, not a traditional raise your vibration. Well, it's all of all the conversations on this podcast are conversations, but we're just going to really record us to connecting Jamie has been like oscillating in my world and I and hers for probably the past three years. We've had a lot of similar experiences. I feel like we worked with similar mentors at the same time. We've had similar experiences with spiritual discernment and discernment of who we allow into our energy. And even today we're having a similar moment of, I was going to text her like, at 8.30, 9 o'clock this morning, I was like, I was going to message her and just say, can we reschedule? I'm feeling so much grief in my heart today. And I was feeling so exhausted and so drained. And like, the time of the year is actually pretty traumatic for me. So I was feeling a lot of stuff coming up that I'm still processing through. And I know that you are having some similar feels. <laughs> today
1: well thank you for having me and this is what's so beautiful about having this type of conversation and being honest because I jumped on the call and the first thing I said was I have to be honest with you I'm not feeling my best I'm having a lot come up and I'm I'm releasing a lot I'm doing tons of healing and a lot's coming up for me and when we agree to do podcasts and collaborations and these things we're expected to show up in this like powerful boss, babe, energy and be on. And Mm. I knew with Shelby that I could just get on and be honest and say, Hey, I'm not in that energy, but we can still drop in and be honest and talk about what's going on for both of us. Because I actually feel like that's 10 times more powerful to be like, look, we don't feel a hundred (laughs) percent all the time, even though that's what we help people with feeling better, connecting to their power, all those beautiful things. We're still human and we still have off days, but it can be just as powerful to let people in and see that and be our true selves.
0: Yeah. And as you're saying that, I just got this like visual of like flashes of all that boss babe energy on social media and on podcasts and you see that side of it. And so I think when you have those days where you're like, even the, today, I was like, I, I, my body just needed a nap before we did this. And I like laid it back down in bed and I was like, well, maybe I should do an energy clearing while I nap. So it's productive. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like you don't have to be productive all the time. Shelby. like the nap is the productivity. And, you know, I think a part of that is just, you see so much of the one side where people are thriving and they're bright and shiny and they're high energy and they're, you know, accomplishing all these things. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do that in order to, to be quote unquote successful. And I just love the Gary V reel that's going around right now. That's like, people need to redefine what success is. And that's been running in my head over the past few weeks of like, what actually brings me the most joy, what actually do I want my success to look like? And I think it is taking a nap at nine 30 in the morning. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a girl needs that after the dog park.
1: I love that. And it's, I will, the more you and I both speak, the more it's like, yes, we do like right before I was like, shoot, I need to do an energy clearing and get my energy up and shift. And then releasing that pressure to be perfect or good enough Mm -hmm. or yeah that what does success look like when we are both in human design sacral beings or generators and sometimes what lights us up is resting, is being alone, is just like doing nothing, but we feel the pressure of, oh, I gotta get dressed up and go out and do something to show to others that I'm happy or I'm successful or I'm thriving. When really actually I'm thriving most when I'm laying in my back. Yard in nature doing absolutely nothing. But to me, sometimes that feels like that's not good enough to show others that this is what happiness looks like to me. Yeah. It's almost like
0: we've been set, we've been told that we're, I just think like the introverts of the world or the like highly sensitive people of the world, they do thrive in that aloneness and, you know, with like really good connection, people around us, we need community. But we've been told we've been weird for so long. I remember being a kid and like reading books. I remember reading all weekend. We went to the cabin with my family and like, I read all weekend and I was just in love with the book I was reading. I had like finished a book and I remember one of my um, dad's brothers coming up to me and saying, wow, you read all weekend. That's all like, it was like, I just remember that. mo actually I'm just remembering it now, but it was like, Oh, I have to be, you know, running around doing, going bike riding and, and going and doing this and like going swimming and doing all these things that everyone else was doing in order to be seen as normal or like
1: I'm happy. And do you feel like you, um, accepted your weirdness and kind of was like, went to the beat of your own drum or did you try and like morph to be what other people needed? Oh no, no, no. I was definitely the morpher. Like I took me, I think I w- it was weird for
0: until like the seventh grade. And I was like, I don't want to be the weird. And I still do this sometimes. I'm like, I know I'm weird. I know I'm different. And there are some days where I'm like, God, why can't it just be normal? Like, just like be so happy and content with the, what everyone else likes and like I have to remind myself that I can try that and then it's gonna suck my soul because I've done that and I've formed and conformed to what other people think are cool and then I just like end up dead, soul sucked. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think that was kind of one of the biggest lessons for me growing up of like never really having friends or fitting in with the people I desire to fit in with and always kind of being like, oh, I'll be whoever you need me to be, to be mm-hmm. lovable. And then when you do try and morph into that and be this person that you think will finally be loved and accepted and you're still not loved and accepted because you're in that like needy, wanting energy, which actually creates resistance and people away (laughs) um yeah you still don't get love so then you're like okay I'm not good enough as me and I'm not good enough with this mask on or trying to be like them so it like creates this confusing message of like who do I need to be to be lovable Mm -hmm. and that I feel that yeah I feel that
0: and, and I don't think it's like fully shooken out of my system yet. Cause it's, I think a lot of what happened over the past couple of years with like maybe choosing the wrong people was like, okay, when I hit the success or when I am, um, you know, this awoken or awakened, this woke, <laughs> then, <laughs> then, you know, I'll be accepted. Yeah. And I think it leads into all of the lessons that have shown up for me at least.
1: Yes, exactly. And even learning human design, we didn't even intro, which I love, (laughs) I do human design readings and learning human design was one way that I really started to understand why I feel the way I do, why I act the way I do. And I have um, an open undefined heart center and I Mm -hmm. believe you do too.
0: Um, I all
1: of mine are open except for like my I think my whatever
0: the generator one, there's like one that has sacrils for sacral. And then I think it's like my maybe my root there's like two in this area that are closed and the rest are wide open.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I'm guessing your heart's open and heart is kind of that low frequency. What happens is the unworthiness is the Mm -hmm. comparing to everyone and everyone else is better than me. And I feel like even in this spiritual world, it's like you just said, like we're striving. Oh, once I make this money or work with this coach or achieve this thing, or I'm able even like, I find this funny, but, um, like, oh, if I can like see people's chakras or like, like understand <laughs> yes. energy, of this crystal, like you almost start to build this ladder of once I get here, I'll be good enough or lovable or worthy. And really that never happens no matter what you achieve or no matter where you get to.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, and this was the message that's been coming through for me a lot the past, probably the past like five, four or five days, like as I've been processing things is like, how much I've been externalizing my happiness and my joy and how much I've been looking outside of myself, I think is like, I knew it. And then like all these lessons came up and then I was like, I was just running from everything that was sitting inside me. So it's like, Oh, let me go do this or date this person or see this person or like make friends with these people. and like trying to just run and find things outside of myself that might bring me like a nugget of joy rather than the question that keeps coming up for me right now is like, no, 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 Shelby, what makes you happy? Like what fulfills you? What brings you joy? What brings you peace? Like not, not outside of you, but that like tiny moments, like sitting with my dog on the couch and like having her nuzzle into my chest. Like those are the moments that I think I've just been bypassing because I've been looking for like that big shiny thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And as sacral beings, it's so important for us to know what lights us up. But if we've spent our life looking outside ourselves or even looking for coaches or people to tell us Mm -hmm. what's wrong with us or what do I need to do versus that internal, like, who am I and what actually brings me joy? Mm -hmm. And then also the flip side of that, of like, even reaching for the disassociation or the distractions or reaching for the coach to tell you what to do versus sitting with it, trying to understand it for yourself and empowering yourself to work through it. And I even noticed this um, with like, any moment I'm sitting there, I'm like not on my phone and uncomfortable feeling comes up. I notice I want to talk to family and I start FaceTiming mm-hmm. like I have a big family and I start <laughs> like I, They don't pick up, they don't pick up, they don't pick up, they don't pick up because I'm looking for someone to just to like talk through it, like like move the energy. But I find lately it's been so empowering to be like I'm reaching for my coach or I'm reaching for a family member or I'm reaching for some type of disassociation. Mm-hmm. How can I come back and like sit with myself and show myself that I'm capable of moving through it, of feeling it, of working through what's coming up for me. Oh, I love that.
0: I love that. It's so interesting because I feel like I just get really tired. Like my body just just shuts down. It's like, now we're going to go take naps. Like, which is like a lot of what I was feeling this morning was hard stuff and last night it was like a lot of i don't know what you're feeling right now i'd love to hear some of what you're feeling right now but mine has been like crazy wild insane fears that i'm like really this is what we're fearing right now it was like really this is what we're like it just like weird shit has been coming to the surface for that and i was like i just don't want to listen to this anymore like that chatter inside my brain. I haven't had it this like this in a very long time. So I thought it was just like interesting, but then I got really tired after it. And so instead of sitting with it, I think I just want to take a nap because I
1: literally couldn't stay awake anymore. Yeah, no, that's been happening a lot lately. I'm so glad you said that because I almost feel like in my body, I don't know if it's a trauma response, but it's like the second I go to step to the next level to push past this boundary to be like, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm like taking action finally towards my goals. And then my body shuts down and gets super tired. Because it's yes. like, nope, it's like, we can't go there. That's uncomfortable that's scary. You don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know if it's a protection mechanism or like I did a whole body work session with this amazing healer on Monday and I laid outside and like laid still for probably two and a half hours and didn't move. But that to me was like, okay, moving and processing. So I can also understand the difference between my body shutting down because of fear and it's tired and it doesn't want me to take action or my body's needs sleep to process all this intense energy.
0: Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I, to me, it feels different. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell the difference, like the tired where it's like, I'm shutting down. It literally feels like no matter what I did, I like, I can't move through this. Like it's like a thick energy is how it feels. Mm -hmm. Whereas that tired where I'm processing, it feels like it re-energizes me. Yeah. Like you like rest and then you wake up and you're like, Oh, okay, and I'm like, Ooh, yeah. yes. Versus like where I'm just like, my body is shutting down. It's like, I literally can't do anything. And I feel like my, like I'm moving through sludge. That's how it feels to me. And I think it is a trauma response because I've never had this experience until, I don't know how much of my story, you know, Jamie, but like I was like involved in a cult right, right around the time we worked with a similar Coach. And then around that time it was like a cult, spiritual warfare, like narcissistic relationship, all like all in like a couple month period. So it all happened. And then after that, this is like the response my body has gone into is like, oh, you're gonna launch a new program. Cool. We're gonna put you to sleep so you can't.
1: <laughs> like yeah. okay, cool. And I feel like people don't talk about this enough when we are expanding, when we are up leveling, when we're taking this positive action of things we truly desire, like even coming on a podcast. So many people would see this as such an amazing opportunity. And I say yes to these things. And then my body shuts me off and tries to avoid and sabotage and literally push it as far away as possible. But sometimes when we take this action, we need to release and move through all of the past energy limiting beliefs stuck energy that we once had to go to this next energetic level. So it's like as soon, it can either happen right before or even right after of like, oh, I just did this amazing thing and now my body's going to completely shut down on me. Yeah. I kind of experienced both, but yeah, people don't talk about it. They just think like, oh, I got this amazing thing. Yeah. so amazing, I'm celebrating on to the next thing, and they don't talk about what's actually happening in the body before, during, during, and after.
0: Yeah. I'm curious how you move through that. Like, do you have any practices, tools sitting with it? Like, what do you do when it's like, I'm so tired of that <laughs> asking for myself?
1: Well, first I want to bring up to the viewers of like, how we kind of started this conversation. I actually... I want to say like three or four years ago got invited on a podcast. I had done a few, they were fun. I got invited on one and I just, shut down during it. Like my, I went into my head. I almost had like a little panic attack and luckily it was with a friend at the time. So I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this and walked out. And then ever since then I got invited on like 30, 40 podcasts, like people would just DM me all the time over the past few years. And I just kept saying no, because I was so fearful of having that Mm -hmm. same reaction And then doing a lot of healing work, I realized, okay, I desire to be able to speak on podcasts and talk about things and not shut down. Like that is a sacral desire of mine. So once I figure that out, I'm like, okay, now how do I start to say yes and move through this? And it starts with going back to human design. My authority is sacral. So I get those sacral yes or no. So I really started listening to my sacral with what's a yes versus what is the fear of like what's a no versus like what's fear and so for you it was the perfect example of you asked me and I felt into my sacral and it was a yes but there was still a lot of fear that came up it was still what's it gonna look like am I gonna sound good or like am I gonna mess up in the middle like all that comes up for me And, but I knew my sacral was guiding me and it was a yes. And I knew you were a safe space. So it's like, let's just see what happens because part of the process is just saying yes and moving with the fear and proving to myself that I'm capable of doing it. And so even, and I also knew with you, like if I came on, if we recorded, if I'm like, I can't do this or I hated it, (laughs) you wouldn't judge me, you would understand and let it go. So part of the process is just kind of that saying yes and showing up when you're sacredly led um, or when your authority tells you because everyone's different. And then what you just asked me is like, what do I do to move through it? Um, First off, I'm really honest with myself of like, okay, what's coming up? where is this coming up? Like, where, do I feel it in my body? And then I do all our tools and practices, like the energy clearing, the grounding, moving my energy. And then for me with human design, I always remind myself if it was a sacral, yes, it was meant to be for me. And so even though I have all those fears, I always come back to my sacral yes never lies and it always leads me to where I need to go. And this is the perfect example of that. I was scared. I was like, I already, we were supposed to do this last week. I pushed it off. I wasn't feeling great today. And I was like, I'm going to show up and just see what happens. And now I'm like, so happy I showed up because we're talking about these things that really need to be talked about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that you said that going like,
0: also thank you for still showing up. Cause I think this conversation is, one, what I needed, maybe what you needed, but I know what the listeners need as well. Um, But two, going back to that sacral, yes, I love that so much. Cause I think it's when you're in that, I don't know, for me, it just feels like that heaviness or that fog or that tiredness, you forget (laughs) to go back and say like, was this a yes Like, I think you're just sometimes so in it and in the feels or in the processing or whatever it may be that you forget to go back and just be like, was this a yes? Yes, cool. Okay, you're going to be fine. You're going to move forward. You're going to process this. You're going to feel this. This is all normal. It's part of the expanding. Do your practices and trust that this will pass.
1: Yeah. And then like you did today, giving your body what it needs. It's almost like compromise, like, okay, body, I'm hearing you, you need a nap. I'm going to sleep for 30 minutes, but then I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep trying and keep showing up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I notice I show up for myself and my own healing. Like, like when I like go to post a story or put out an offer, it's not with the energy to get clients or like yeah. that, like a lot of times that happens, but it's more like, Oh, I've been avoiding this. I desire this, this scares me. So I'm just going to show up and do it anyway and sit with those feelings to show myself that I'm capable of doing it and that it's okay. Even if it's crickets or nothing works, or if I fall flat on my face, I will survive. So it's almost like I'm retraining myself to be like, look, Jamie, if you step up, cause I've had a childhood of getting rejected, made fun of not fitting in all that comes up it's like we need to reprogram ourselves so like you can show up and you will survive and you will be okay
0: mm. it's so interesting to me how many of us in this in this space have had a similar experience in childhood like it's the the sensitive humans <laughs> I don't know. It's just so fascinating. I have a lot of clients who've been like bullied, rejected all those things in childhood and then they get to adulthood and they're like, they're the healers, the, you know, the, the mentors, the coaches, the therapists. It's just fascinating to me that you also had that experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> intense. And then I'm like, did my soul choose this? Like, did we know what we were getting into because uh. this, this has been intense, but I also think w- why we go through that is because mm-hmm. then we have that internal craving to not only help ourselves, But then when you start to help yourself realize, wow, these tools, what I'm learning can help so many others. And then that helping others, that being of service, what I think we're all truly here to do stems from almost that trauma we experience, Mm -hmm. because that's how I feel my journey was. It's like I was so unhappy for so long that. I started to dive into things to help myself to feel better for myself. And then once I started to learn these things, I'm like, Oh, wow. Everyone needs to know. This. <laughs> like, what? Like, why isn't this talked?" to? And then that's where my yeah. journey of like helping people started. Oh,
0: that's so true. It's like, so I struggled with a bunch of health issues in my like mid earlier twenties. And that's I mean, I always think people's kind of started on like nutrition and wellness and then it like bleeds into this the spiritual because they're so interconnected that like, as you get your health in check, the spiritual kind of comes with it. And so as I started to have these aha moments, like all of my symptoms started to disappear after I got Reiki attuned and I was like, well, well, that wasn't a coincidence. You know, it's like all these little things that happen over time and maybe those things don't no longer serve me or no longer talk about them. But at the time it was like, oh my gosh, these things, I couldn't shut up about them because they're a part of my healing path and my healing journey. And I just think like I was shouting nutrition from the rooftop, shouting energy work from the rooftops because it had such a big impact for me.
1: Yeah. And then that reminded me, let's talk about kind of like the journey of awakening. Cause I think that mm. first level of like, you're so excited. <laughs> you learn about energy and manifestation and that's just like light in the world. And you just want to help everyone and tell everyone. And you like throw yourself fully. Like I bought all the crystals, all the cards oh, yeah. I taught yoga for a year, like all the things. <laughs> and then you really start to actually wake up and see mm-hmm. what's behind all of that, and mm-hmm. the different frequencies, and so I'm curious, kind of like your story around that.
0: Yeah, um, I think we were probably on a similar t- timeline trajectory, I'm not sure when you had your awakening, but I had my awakening, I was w- working as a full-time dietitian, um in a hospital, and I would leave there, and I literally couldn't talk, like my, I would slur my speech, I was just so, like, it was such a, hospitals are a really heavy place to be like there's so much heaviness there I didn't understand the energetics at the time but it was like literally sucking the life out of me and so when all my health stuff hit I was like okay I will literally do anything for me to like not end up at a mental institution with no brain cells by 30 um and that kind of like I stopped drinking for 80 days and during that time frame I had these like Downloads coming through and inspiration, and I was like, Well, what is this? And I had read Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. So it was like all during that time frame where things started to click for me. Um, and like you said, you're like, Oh my gosh, there's like energy and light, and like I can hear my higher self and my soul. They talk to me. The universe talks to me. This is so cool. I was having like, and it was so incredible because there were things that happened during that time frame where I was like. What? how is this even pot like crazy manifestations, crazy um, like spirit guidance, like all of these things during that time. And then about two years in, I actually went to a Gabby Bernstein event and I met this woman. and I was instantly like triggered by her like really just like there was a fire in my belly, but I ended up hiring her as a coach. Um, cause I thought that the trigger was something that was supposed to like guide me or like, Oh, I had work to do around this. I, I need to be in this person's energy. I thought the trigger was like a, you know, like when you're triggered by someone because they're doing something you desire versus you're triggered by, so- it's like the discernment piece. I didn't understand discernment at the time. And then, um, it took me working with her, getting involved in the cult. She was involved with having like my higher self hijacked, having my like, I I literally couldn't even hear my soul. Like I had so much shit in my field that to understand like, Oh, darkness is real. And it's so funny. I wonder if this is a part of human design. I'm like, every lesson I learned, I have to be smack dab in the center of it, witnessing it and observing it for it to actually like, I'm such a curious being that I actually have to experience it for me to learn it. Um, and so I learned a lot, but that was kind of my like, cliff notes version of my awakening and like how that I kind of came into awareness of like the darkness that exists. And then also now I'm probably in the part of awakening where you're like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like purging. That's, that's how I feel. I feel like I've been purging for a very long time of like processing and feeling and like coming back down from the higher realms and actually fully being like in my body and processing the things in my body, because now they like, I don't have any other choice other than feeling and processing. So that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I love that because I do feel like the journey is like you wake up to the light and you're so excited, and then you wake up to realize how much darkness is in the world and how much like other things are out there and stuff, and like discerning between people and gurus and mentors that look very spiritual and loving. And most of what they're saying is true, so that's resonating in your body. Mm. But the back end is the distortion, the back end is these things that. It's, it's not. Yeah. What yeah. I, well, I just love that you said that it's like, most of it is
0: true. It's like, it was the master manipulation because so much this guru that I was what I call the cult, he was saying so much truth, but then there was that like 15%, 10% that was really, um, almost like brainwashing. And I grew up Catholic and I think there was such a parallel between Shame and judgment and the Catholic church and also, and no, no, like judgment to anyone who is religious, Catholic, Christian. Like, I think those are all beautiful. I think we can find God and spirit through any avenue that resonates for us. But to me, the, my experience growing up Catholic was very shame-based. And so when he was throwing the shame-based um and judgment-based teachings at me, it felt like. Oh yeah. It was like a remembrance of like, Oh, this is what God's supposed to be like, even though it's not, it was like, it was very confusing for me because there was so much trauma that I hadn't processed from like religious trauma that it felt like familiar.
1: Yeah. And that's how they like get you is because so much of what they're saying is like the things you've been waiting your whole life to hear. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yes. And it resonates so much, but yeah, that back end of distortion or the brainwashing or what they're programming you with actually those frequencies, but it takes a long time to be able to discern. And sometimes like you said, you have to be fully in it and notice how your body and life changes to wake up Mm -hmm. and be like, wait, something is so off with this. So I used to follow, promote, love, work with so many people that now I'm like, absolutely not. I would not get anywhere near them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the part of the waking up, it's like, you wake up to the light, you wake up and realize the dark, your whole world crumbles and falls apart because you break down that reality of what you knew before, like everything is love and light. And then it's yeah. like poo, shattered out. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, there's other things out there. <laughs> yeah. And then what you're talking about, the, the purging, the releasing all of our like shadow and darkness and stuff that we need to let go to almost then step back into the light and choose the light mm-hmm. from a place of aware of it all, aware of the polarity, aware of that light can't be there without the darkness. And that darkness is not a bad, scary thing. It's, oh, I need yeah. to discern it. I need to like move through it in a certain way. So to have that all awareness. And then I also love, love, love that you said coming back down to the body, because mm-hmm. I think the spiritual journey, so many people get lifted up. They're in the head, they're channeling, they're connecting to these guides, which. I'm just going to say, discern what you're connecting to Energy, <laughs> yes. Literally, I stop warming. channeling. I, I, yeah. channel, I channel messages for my higher self and my clients' higher selves.
0: And that's yeah. it. Like. Your higher
1: self and source energy, nothing mm-hmm. else. If you're not able to discern, I would just pause on calling on all the guides and people. And then coming back down to the body, because I've done so many clearings and healings energetically lately, but then there's, they still are stuck in my physical body. So now I'm on like, okay, physical body workout. I work with this, um, energy healer body worker that I went to on Monday and she cool. Pushes on you so hard that you're for an hour sitting there screaming and crying, and she, but she's breaking down all the energetic trauma in your body, and I leave feeling so light, like the energy's actually moving. Like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. I didn't realize how much, even though I was clearing my energy, was getting stuck in my physical body. Yeah. And it's kind of um, for human design, my sixth line, it's like the energy of the role model. It's like coming off the roof. And like later in life, you come back down to the people after all the trauma you went through, after everything you've learned, like you and I are more in that, like integrating phase and processing Mm -hmm. and really kind of becoming like who am I what do I need what can I let go of after discerning after kind of going through all the darkness and then eventually it's like you turn around and you're the light for others and really help people walk through that journey
0: yeah yeah oh my gosh I love that so much and I think we've uh, there are just so many parallels too I do really believe though the awakening path is it's the same path for everyone with different like different block roadblocks or or challenges along the way like but the same patterns seem to show up for most everyone where it's like bright shiny light we have awareness dark kind of the soul you're like purging and then you come back to your power and your light and your truth it's like it's the same pattern for everyone
1: Yeah. And human design is so beautiful because now I can see like, even though energetically we're going through similar stuff or you and I were even feeling very similar today, knowing your human design allows you to kind of see how you're meant to show up, how you relate to the world, how you process, how you make decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, even discerning in the body, like where your energy or fears speak up. Like earlier, we were talking about, I go back to my sacral yes, because I know sometimes I have an open head or open heart or open solar plexus, which amplifies other people's thoughts and like comparison and emotions. So if I get caught up in that energy, I Like, I'm like, where am I? I'm trying to like answer questions that aren't even mine. So knowing your human design has been so helpful for me to really like understand who I am and how I function and how I can move through this journey. Mm. So I'm curious, would you say
0: it's the same for other types of authorities when it comes to like, I know, obviously most generators have a level of that sacral. Yes. For me, there's that wave that follows it. So (laughs) to me that's a little confusing because i'm like well it's a wave and then (laughs) everything's a yes and then all of a sudden it's a no um but would you say like for the other types of authorities would would they come back to their version of what a yes is in order to um like you were saying like process when you're in the thick of it and you're not quite sure like if the fears are resistance or if they are do you understand what I'm trying yeah, to get great. to?
1: Yeah, great question. <laughs> like, a lot of like words, I don't really but... know how to ask this. Yes. Um, so at the end of the day, no matter what your type is, you always want to be led by your authority. So it's really good to understand your authority in human design, because that's how we make decisions. And everyone's decision-making is different. So I can, I know everyone's, but I can only speak from experience from my own sacral self. But the question of like, can I come back? back to that, um, you, like I said, you always want to let your authority lead. So you'll start to feel the difference in energy or frequency of like, Oh, I'm in my head and overthinking that's very different energy than my sacral. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or my spleen is defined. So I pick up and have like a lot of fears that come out of my spleen energy, but I come back to like, my sacral said, yes. So I follow that. So knowing your authority helps you realize in your body and energy, like what that feels like versus all the other noise, especially because you're so open, you're actually going to amplify other people. So sometimes I can feel a lot louder than your authority.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, I know. literally I'm just thinking about something that happened recently someone told me I should do so I could just like I got caught up in their excitement I could I was like yes this is a like I'm gonna sit with it I'm gonna wait a week and I was like nope it's still a yes but I was still picking up on all of their excitement and so I was like no that was actually a no Shelby <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it happens all it, it happens a lot it's really helpful though I you know I think I looked at the negative side of it for a long time of like, I get so caught up in other people's stuff. Like I get, like, I can feel everything, but it also makes me so highly intuitive with working with people on the energetic side of things. I can, it's wild to me how much I didn't realize I was feeling and sensing of my clients. And now it's like, I'll wake up one morning, and I'll have a call with someone and I'll feel what they're feeling. And then all of a sudden I get on the call and I was like, Oh, you're processing this breakup with your partner. or You're processing this, you know, shift in your business, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, that's 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 theirs. And I get to help process, help them process it, or move that energy through whatever it may be. But yeah. I was a little resentful of it at first.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because when you first learn human design, there's a lot of like, Oh, I want this, or I don't want this or I yeah. I want generator. Or, like that types the best, or especially with centers, people believe that define centers, like, Oh, you want your centers defined because that's consistent energy and that's powerful, but really there's pros and cons to both the defined mm-hmm. energy also can keep you very stuck. There's a lot of programs running in. And then for the love frequencies mm. of that. And then the open centers, like you said, like. The open centers are like, we get to try on and experience more life because we get to experience all the energy around us. And that's like the psychic that's ability to feel, to get these amazing downloads, to almost move through life in this way of like, let me understand all this energy around me and then come back to myself and almost like a strainer, let all that energy move through and then see what I'm left with and what's mine and what I desire. I really like how you just said that. Yeah, no, I I (laughs) feel like, especially, okay. For example, if someone has a double open head, the first thing I see is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Where like, I had a friend call me the other day and she was talking about how someone was like making fun of her for being forgetful. So that's like the low vibe of an open head. Oh, you're forgetful. You forget your keys. You don't Mm. know, you don't have an opinion. You're not certain, you're stupid. Like that can be low vibration. I see a double open head and I'm like, Yes! Oh my God, so amazing! You are open-minded. You are always evolving and changing and growing. And even with the polarity in the world, like a double-open head can like understand both sides and doesn't need (laughs) to have an opinion. They just need to be like, "Oh, this isn't. Oh, I actually don't know this. Can you tell me more?" They're able to bring in more information, and then double-open heads, or even if you're open and your head center. It's helpful. Like I have a defined Ajna and sometimes I get stuck in my beliefs or thoughts. Like the example is like two plus two or yeah, two plus two equals four or yeah. Let's say two plus two equals four, but someone with an open head will come to you and be like, yeah, but four plus zero is also four and six minus two is also four. So with that expansion, if you have an open head, it's like, no, no, no. Let's expand. Let's like, look at it outside the box in a different way. So I see open centers and I'm like, you're psychic. You get amazing downloads. Like this is awesome. It's so funny you say that um, my previous partner would always get so
0: mad at me because I like let's say like someone was parking stupid and, and they were like, Oh my God, why would someone park like this? And I'd be like, well, maybe they're just in a rush. Like they, like I would see both. And it was with everything. And so it probably was really annoying because that's how I am with everything. I was like, well, what's the other side of the story? Why are they being like this? What, you know, like you see that polarity of like, it could be, yeah, it could be that they're just really bad at parking, but it could also be that they're, you know, running in, they forgot their keys. They, you know, are anxious today there, whatever it is, like I would always see both sides and both of my centers are open. And so I was also really forgetful, especially in my early 20s. I would I would leave my phone at people's houses all the time. Ta- I would just like forget things, like my keys, my phone my wallet like nothing ever came with me it was just like la-da-da-da-da. and to Still someone with defined that.
1: centers they would like judge you and be like how could you be so forgetful but they don't like we need everyone in human design we need all the centers all the types of mm-hmm. open clothes like we're all this beautiful balance it's like puzzle pieces like we make the full puzzle together so you being open it's helpful to be around defined heads to tune into that frequency mm-hmm. and like get the knowledge from there but defined heads are it's amazing for them to be around someone open because it helps them expand and shift and look at things in a different way. So we need all types and there's positives and negatives and high and low frequencies to everything in human design, which I love so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could learn. You're really good. At, I just want to say you're really good at explaining things and
0: giving examples that are so tangible and makes human design so much easier to grasp. Like, I just think you explained it in a really eloquent way that Thank I'm like, yes, I'm resonating. My brain's understanding. So I'm Thank so excited you. that this is
1: your like chapter that you're
0: moving into right now.
1: Yeah. Because I actually, human design was kind of like knocking on my door for years, but I was like, no, not for me, not right now. And I got a few readings. I did a blueprint, all this stuff. But it's like, when you first look at a, your human design map, it's like, looks like gibberish. It's like, okay, I'm cool. I'm <laughs> a generator. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then until you get someone to explain it to you in a way that you're like, oh, this is how it like relates to my life. And it like, you just pulled up examples. Oh, that clicks. That makes sense. Why I've done this in the past or haven't done this in the past. And it allows you to move forward being yourself, being your truest, like who you're meant to be human design is not meant to like limit you or label you. This is why I like it so much. It's, a it like brings you back to yourself instead of like looking for a coach to what do I do? Mm. Human design is like, here's a map to yourself. So now you know how to make decisions. Now you know how to get clients or make money or relate to the world or understand your relationship. Like me learning my husband or my family members has been life changing because I'm like, Oh, Oh, That's why you do that. And that's why I do this. And now I can fully accept you and you can fully accept me because Mm -hmm. this is just our design and how we're meant to be. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. The relational
0: stuff is so cool. I see like a couple of my former clients are doing or using human design with raising their kids and I'm watching them do that. I'm like, that is just so intelligent. Like it's... (laughs) genius I'm like you're you're putting your manifesting generator child on the like bouncy thing all day great okay cool
1: (laughs) this is so smart (laughs) yeah I'm one of four siblings so there's four of us and growing up like my mom was so loving and almost wanted to like treat us all equally and give us all everything we need. Like she's so caring and loving, but now I'm realizing like how different two of them are projectors. One's a manifesting generator. And then I'm a generator. And I even looking back, realizing my projector siblings were able to like, play and do whatever they want. And then they pop in, get their homework done in like 15 minutes and then pop out and play. And it was so easy for them. And I'm the generator sitting there for hours struggling with my homework, like taking my time, trying to do it. Like, it's like, you need a one word answer. I'm writing like a two page (laughs) essay on it, like trying to like master it and like get this generator (laughs) energy and like looking back, realizing like, Oh, the things that came easily to them, that's why it didn't come easily to me. And it's not that anything was wrong or bad with me. We're just completely different energy types.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, I could literally talk to you all day long, but I know we're coming up on like, oh, I'm like, what <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <What>? I know <laughs> our state girls are like, oh yeah, we could talk all yes. day long. This I literally easy. could talk all day. And I'm like, I, I want to do every podcast, like you've like really inspired. This this feels so much more authentic for me to just have a conversation and connect with someone. Like I was telling you before, it's like the episodes where I really get to feel someone's heart and like, yes, get their wisdom and yes, get their, um, you know, their insights on things and hear their stories. Those are so empowering. But like when I really feel someone's heart and like their presence, it's, I know the listeners are going to feel it there's something just so magical about it. So thank you.
1: Of course. Yeah. It's that energy of like, we tend to get in our head and try Mm -hmm. so hard versus like really dropping into the body. And like, I think honesty is one of the best things ever to drop us in whether we're saying, Oh, I'm afraid of this, or I'm not feeling great or whatever it is. Like just starting this conversation with like, Hey, we can totally reschedule. I'm going to just going to be honest with like how I'm feeling and what's coming up for me. And if you're desiring a podcast, like tons of energy and like that energy, I can give that to you, but just not today. And yeah, I think this is 10 times more powerful seeing that people are real. There's a lot to the journey. And sometimes when you just show up in your truth and speak your truth, that's all that you need to do. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm Well, I know Jamie, there are going to be people who want to find you and connect with you and probably work with you as well. Just, you know, the way you explain human design is so beautiful. Where can people connect with you most easily?
1: The best place to find me is on Instagram at Jamie Kagan, J-A-M-I-E-C-A-G-A-N. And beware, there's a lot of like fake accounts out there, DMing people, asking for money. That is not me. That's not how a generator works. Yeah.
0: I have not from you, but when Megan got hacked, I like actually went back and I was pissed. I was so pissed when Megan got hacked. I like went back and forth with the person. I was like, okay, Shelby, what's a better use of your energy. But yeah, it's frustrating that it's happening, but I think just, you can feel here's the other, this is great discernment. Like you can feel the energy behind someone's intentions and the energy behind those accounts. Like you can always tell when it's a fake account, if you actually, Know the person or are like connected with the person because you can feel it's like an impure frequency that's coming with the message.
1: Okay. Wait, I love that this is coming up right now. Cause this is such a great test. I've had five different fake accounts out there that take all my pictures. They pretend to be me. They haven't hacked my account. My account's fine, but they go to uh, all my followers and they DM them asking for money. And so this is the perfect example of if something's coming into your world, whether it's news, someone's telling you something, a fake account, whatever, just take a moment and feel into your body and kind of take some time. You're allowed to question. You're allowed to push back. You're allowed to, if you take a second and tap on the profile, you'll notice there's no likes or comments and they were all posted in one day, like stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But you do need to take a moment to drop in and feel into the energy. And you'll clearly know like, Okay, this free reading that someone reads your energy and they want, like, is that really the energy that's there? So it's a great test. So, as annoying as it is, I'm like, it is helping people practice discernment in a more subtle way than we experience it. Yeah. (laughs) Nice subtle way. I, you know, like
0: I said, I had to be in the middle of the lesson. I probably wouldn't have gotten the subtle little,
1: (laughs) little hit. Yeah. Uh, So they can find me on Instagram at Jamie Kagan. I do human design readings. Like, if you're interested, if you're like, where do I start? I getting a reading and just understanding yourself is so powerful Uh, out of all, like, my head's open. So I'm kind of like you, where I'm like, I want to learn all the trainings and study with all the coaches and doing all the things. So, after doing all the trainings, all the coaching, and all the things, <laughs> human design has been probably the most impactful for me to try for my, stand myself and start to step into my power and human design and like energy work. But, um, yeah, you start with a human design reading. I also do one-off coaching sessions and I also do like three month coaching containers one-on-one if you're interested in really shifting and diving in. So, I'm here for you. I'd love to hear what you guys think of our honest conversation. I hope you guys got um, something out of it, even if it's just like, oh, there's people that go through stuff and that's allowed. And I'm sending all of you so much love. Thanks again, Jamie. Thank you.